Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. All right. Welcome to another episode of The Sword and Shield. I am Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Howard, the Superintendent of the 960th uh, Cyber, Cyber Operations Group. And today with me uh, via phone, I have Colonel Thaddeus Janicki, 860th Cyberspace Operations Group Commander. Awesome, sir. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, congratulations on your selection to be in the 860th COG uh, Commander. I was wondering if uh, you could uh, kind of uh, give us an idea of how you grew up in the Air Force, maybe some examples of your assignments and uh, some of that experience that you're bringing to the table, sir. Yeah, first, Chief, uh, thanks for having me on. It's it's truly a pleasure to, to be part of your podcast and uh, have this opportunity to to speak with, with those listeners. Um, my background is, um, so I was a, uh, a college baseball player back a long time ago. And uh, at that time, I, I sort of took more interest in the athletics than I did the academics. And uh, I suffered a little bit on the academic side. And I knew I needed a change in my life. Uh, so I enlisted in the Air Force. Uh, almost got, got picked up by the Army, almost got picked up by the Marines. Uh, but ultimately decided on the Air Force and can't say that I, I could could have made a better decision. Um, so I, I did six years enlisted, which uh, I, I really believe um, the whole prior enlisted officer experience is, is such a huge part of being a successful leader. Uh, having the experience of, of being on the enlisted corps truly has shaped a lot of my thoughts and ideas of what I am as an officer. Um, so I did four years active duty enlisted. I swapped over to the reserves because it was just a point in my life where I felt I had some other priorities. Um, so I swapped over to the reserves enlisted and did a few more years there. Uh, and then in 99, uh, after completing my master's degree, um, while, you know, working, going to school, um, I was able to get commissioned uh, in the in the U.S. Air Force Reserves. I, I started off in the Medical Corps uh, because I was a Medical Corps when I was enlisted, so it was a, it was a logical transition. Uh, but I immediately, um, I, I always because of what I was doing on the enlisted side, I did a lot with computers. Um, and back then in the '90s, um, the whole computer career field was was rather young um, and growing so I, um, I I picked up a lot of experience there that translated well when I be, went to the medical service corps I was able to do a lot of computers I ran the hospital network um, and then from there I just it just was a logical transition into into what is cyber today um, on the cyber side, I worked at, uh, at, uh, as a, a lieutenant through captain at uh, a base squadron level. Um, I was uh, selected 
to go to Air War College at the, at the Naval Academy or at the Navy Navy War College. Um, worked for General Miller as her her exec, and then I, I started working my way into um, where I am now within the wing. Uh, I've had some great experiences. You know, I I hope to to capitalize on all that experience um, as I move forward uh, in this position. Awesome, sir. No, that sounds like a really interesting story. It's uh, very unique, you know, much like a lot of our airmen. uh, Each person has their own pathway, and uh, yours is uh, definitely uh, one um, that uh, you don't always hear, right? So um, we're definitely appreciative of the uh, the shout-out for the enlisted corps that you gave and and kind of how that shapes uh, the way you see your leadership. Um, Is there any advice you could give to uh, a young budding uh, uh, airman, Janicki? Uh, if he was uh, in front of you today? You know, it, it, I think it's the same advice I give today to myself that I would give myself back then. And it's it's living our core values. I I, I, I was fortunate I grew up in, in, with the opportunity of being a Boy Scout and as a Boy Scout and, and eventually make an Eagle Scout. Um, we have our laws. And those laws that was instilled in me at such a young age translate very well to what the Air Force core values are. And I would say if you follow laws like the Boy Scouts or the Air Force core values, that, you know, integrity first, service before self, excellence in all we do, you're going to be very successful. And I believe if, if you just live that, live that throughout your life, um, nothing's going to stop you. And so I would tell myself that as a young airman, as I would tell it to me today as an officer. I think that, that, that those are principles that are going to make everyone successful. Yeah, I definitely agree, sir, right? That that value system um, is one of those key pieces to um, our our culture, right, in our community. And it's something that uh, sometimes uh, we, we kind of uh, can take a pass on. And uh, I definitely like the fact that we can uh, bring it back up on a regular basis and then kind of refocus ourselves. So thank you, sir, for uh, for bringing that up. Um, and I'm not picking on your age here, I promise. But uh, as you've, you you pointed out uh, in the beginning of uh, the podcast, uh, you said that, uh, you know, you started working on computers in the 90s when it was totally new. It was uh, something different. And now as you've grown through your career as a uh, comm officer, uh, through the 17 Delta into that transition from comm to cyber. Uh, what do you think uh, is the biggest change that you've really noticed going from uh, the young man working on on computers in the 90s to uh, the colonel of today? Wow. So that's, that's really a tough question. I mean, te- technically, I think not much has changed. I, I mean, in, a, in the way the technology has changed – but the the understanding, the basis, the foundation of the technology, it, it has evolved with the evolving technology. So I don't think much has changed from that standpoint. I think what's really changed for me is just my position within that technology. Um, you know, when I was a young airman, I was I was on the keyboard. I was doing that job, and that's now evolved to where. I have to oversee that and create the strategic guidance to put those people in that technology in the right place. So, and I, I think that's just you know, an, a, 
evolving within a career field for everybody. And somewhere along the line, all our people within our wing fall into that. And hopefully we're able to continue to grow them to get to the point where they are managing, where they are leading, where they are developing as opposed to doing. Uh, But it's important to go through that evolution, um, to be a doer, to understand it, to get your hands dirty and, and then evolve in your career field and your career path. Um, so I think that's what I would say um, is my answer to that question. I, I think it's just, you know, do what you're doing today and, and grow in that. Right. No, good point, sir. Right. That uh, continuum of learning is, is a key piece as a, as a leader, right. Um, as we start out young airmen, um, young officers, uh, young enlisted, and uh, we continue to grow within our AFSCs and then in our job descriptions and positions that if we don't continue to uh, learn, then we definitely start to atrophy as uh, we've seen those evolution changes within comm being somewhat of a support function and now cyber being much more of an operational mindset. Uh, are there any key points that you'd like to point out there that uh, would help us with that paradigm shift of going from uh, a support type of career field to a much more operationally mindsetted career field? So yeah, that's a challenging question because that takes um, a lot of movement from a lot of different levels of, of the service and above and, and, and administration and, and a country. Um, because yes, you're right. We, we, we are in an oper- we should be in an operational mindset now, but there's some things that we're still working through to make that work. Um, so as, as the community as a whole of cyber, um, progresses and matures like our wing is, is constantly maturing. I think we need to put our people in the right situations to, focus on the operations. I think we do that very well in in places, but I think we need to approve upon that as a whole and 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 change some minds at many different levels and some roles and policies um, to where we can allow all our airmen to focus on the the operational um, aspect of cyber as opposed to that support. Now, now let me say this. We have a, we have a whole, we have a whole array of, of what we do in cyber. And some of that still is support and some will continue to be support. Um, so we need to, to, to keep the success in that support area as, as we work through the other operational pieces um, that you had mentioned in your question. No, good point, sir. Right. Um, and uh, even at some of those traditional positions that we've talked about uh, in the past, um, your group specifically has a wide variety of mission sets. Um, I guess that that's got to be somewhat of a challenge. And uh, I was wondering what what challenge are you most looking forward to as the new commander of the 860th? Yeah, so I, I've been involved with the wing for three years now and I, I was working up at the Matchcom prior and so I was very much involved with the wing. I, I and I mentioned this in a, in an earlier answer, but I might my, my what I'm looking most forward to is the continued maturity of the organization. 
um, from the from the wing to my group to the squadrons that are within the group, and and even working cross with with the 960th Cog. Um, as a whole, I want to see us continue to evolve and continue to mature. I think, you know, process improvements, all, a lot of the things we are very much starting and have, have been working through in the, in the near past and, and continue to in well into the future, um, just get us to a level where we are truly successful in the missions that we are overseeing. Gotcha, sir. And over those three years while with the wing, what, well, what kind of changes have you seen um, as part of the wing and, and that you want to foster forward um, as uh, as we continue and as you can c- continue in your current role? Yeah, so, I mean, it just becoming a wing, it, it was such a huge step. And that just happened. You know, that, that was in, in that's in recent memory. Um, so it, it, it takes a while to make a wing a wing. And it takes a while to make a group a group, and so on and so forth. And and the, as you mentioned, the vast missions within the 860th, uh, those were just put together. You know, those are those are missions and people that are working together, relationships that are being built that is still nascent in the in the way that that's functioning. So I, I think that. Um, I, that's what I would I want to see happen is is us. Being together and successfully matching the missions or, or meeting the missions that are given to us, and right now we, we're still trying to figure out how to do that well. Um, the processes, the people, there's just so much that goes into building an organization. Then we're just starting down that road, and I and, and Colonel Jones and the Colonel Erridge um, have really started to build that that mentality and we're, we're taking great steps in, in some of the things we're doing strategically to, to really build the path forward for the organization as a whole. That's some good points there, sir. Um, obviously you, a big portion of your group is, uh, the contingency communications, uh, mission set that you have out there. You have a lot of combat mm-hmm. commerce out there and, uh, mm-hmm. those guys are an excited group. Um, and, uh, I guess the, the question they're going to be asking you is, uh, when are you going to get out in the field and, uh, start setting up some equipment, sir? Yeah, they've already asked. All right. Awesome. Uh, I've been, I've been in the seat for four days and, and I think I've been asked that question twice. <laughs> now, um, now three, and I'm sure you'll get asked a couple more times throughout the weekend. And as you assume command. Absolutely. And I still look forward to it. Um, you know, one of those steps along my, my journey was I got to spend a year in Afghanistan uh, and I, I was not on a base. You know, I got to travel around. I lived in a Humvee. I lived in tents. Um, I kind of miss those days. You know, I, I tell that I told the combat comm squadrons that, look, I'm not as young as I used to be. And this back and my knees um, they, they, they've done their time. So as much as my mind's in it and you better believe I'm going to go hundred percent and, and fight and, and play the game and, and join into the things they do at the squadron level. Um, 
we need to at least keep it within some limits. <laughs> yes, sir. As a fellow older dog, I, w- I would say never <laughs> let them look at it, see you at wince and have right. plenty of vitamin M in your pocket <laughs> to keep through the day, right? Well, um, and uh, give them give a, a hard time uh, as much as you can. Uh, I want to roll back a little bit more uh, and and ask you some uh, some more uh, more personal questions. Uh, you know, uh, what kind of sports? You you talked about how you played sports in college, uh, and what kind of sports were you playing, sir? I, I played baseball at that point. Okay. Do you still play baseball? I try. You know, um, there's a few folks in the wing that that still get out there on the field. I get out and practice with them. I actually haven't played in a game for some time. Only because that same principle of getting older, the, the, the eyes and the reflexes don't work as well either. So I, I'll do it to a limit. Um, fortunately, I have younger boys, and I get to live through them. I get to coach a lot now and uh, get get out there in the field and play around. But I try to stay away from the competitive piece as much because I can go a little bit overboard and, and end up hurting myself. Gotcha. And do you see a lot of... Uh... I guess, uh, parallel lessons from sports that, that you do, uh, with, uh, parallel lessons in leadership within, uh, the air force. Absolutely. I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of parallels there. And I think the mo- the biggest one is teamwork. I, I, I see everything I do. Nothing, nothing I do is, is me. Everything I do is part of a team, and I'm thinking of the group. I, when I think of the wing, when I think of the Air Force Reserve, when I think of the Air Force, we're all one big team. Uh, the, the whole TFI thing, I'm a big proponent of TFI. You know, I think we need to work together and not separately. We need to work, you know, guard, reserve, reg aft, all together uh, to be successful. Uh, and we're all part of that. And even in sports, you know, you have a defense, you have an offense, you have, a, you know, whatever else, centerman, whatever. There's different functions on a field or in any sport, most sports at least, most most team sports. Um, and, and the same things apply to leadership and to, and to the way we function um, in our organizations. I mean, we have to work together and we have to be, we have to make that work in order to be successful. Yes, definitely, sir. You know, each, each uh, team member has their function. Each team member has their, their place. Um, and each one is uh, just as equally vital as the other. Right. And then the way you broke it down with, um, you know, uh, even the planning cycles of, of a team sport come into play where the general managers come in, uh, the coaches, uh, to make sure that people are in the right place at the right time and sequencing all those things out. I think uh, those are great points to be made with uh, in uh, the Air Force leadership and when it comes to even down to the lowest work center level. So I, I appreciate that tie-in, sir. Um, so we're getting close to the end of the podcast right now. I was wondering if there was anything that uh, you might want to part words with or, or share with uh, any other of the gladiators out there, sir. Uh, any words of wisdom? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back. I, I mean, I, I'll live uh, saying this over and over again to to our gladiators to to just live in the moment, um, play your role because your role will, will increase as as you move forward throughout your career. 
and focus on the core values. I mean, we learned that in basic training. We learned it in OTS. It's there for a reason. Uh, as Chief mentioned earlier when he summed that all up, values are so important to our lives and our careers and, and to the things we do because they, they keep us grounded in being successful. And that's successful as an individual and as a team. Um, so just just always concentrate on integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all you do. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I really do appreciate you taking the time. I know that it has been a huge transition uh, with the move, taking on the command, um, and uh, you're just stretched very thin. So the fact that you took the time uh, is wonderful, sir. And uh, to the gladiators out there, I want to say thank you for your time, for listening. Uh, thank you for all that you do. And thank you for your commitment, not only to the reserves, uh, but to your country. And with that, good day.